Evening, boys and girls. TMA, the fans' verdicts. Uh, as we always say, we're you, the fans, or the fellow fans, in fact, get your opinions through about the game that's just finished, and that is this afternoon's 2-0 defeat away at the Borough Middlesbrough at the Riverside Stadium. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, um, namely Sir Dunk and Feltz. Evening, mate. Good evening, and good evening, Phelps down there. There we go. There we go. He's a, <laughs> I was, I was a crap joke, but he's feeling a bit rough. Uh, being <laughs> um, okay, right. So, like I said, let's get your opinions straight on through. But just a big shout out once again, as always, we're in association with the former Watford Football Club, former Players Club. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash players. Big shout out to Pricey and Watford's favourite son, Lou for Blissett. Uh, fantastic work they do in and around the community. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Dunk, mate. I'll let you start with this and I'll come in my 50 pence. But yeah, it was um, pretty shocking, wasn't it? That was pretty grim. That was probably the worst game I think we've seen performance one since maybe Millwall, which wasn't a happy memory. I don't know what it was today. Like, I feel like Billet set us up to fail today. We had too many players who aren't good at handling a high-pressing team in that starting eleven, Where we had... I think the back line was all right in terms of on paper, except for Kamara, who, even ignoring his calamity for the first goal, looked mm. defensively out of shape a lot of the time, which is what we've seen before he got that suspension originally. In terms of midfield, Chowdhury... Would, was fine as a holding. Kone needed support from someone else who could take some of the pressure off him trying to make the forward balls, yeah. i.e. Aspria. But instead, we had Gaspar there. I like I like Gaspar's attitude. I like that he's really trying to lead by example. But it wasn't his kind of game for him to be starting today. Because against Middlesbrough, they're very well drilled. They were very high-pressing. They knew their roles. And they knew how to punish us if we gave the ball away cheaply, which we did. And Gaspar is not good in possession of the ball if you're trying to move it forward quickly. That's where you want someone like, say, Espria. And we... I don't know what to say about Sar at this point, moving forward to the front line. He's not... For a player we paid 25, 30 million for... He's not doing anything. He's really not doing anything at this point. If he's people slate bio for his five million price tag. And if that's the case, Sar should be in for a hell of a lot more than Bio is in terms of the flat given. Because the expectation on Sar is far more than Bio, for example. And if Bio's been rightly given stick for some of his performances. Sar at this point should be dropped to the bench on merit because he's not performing. And I just don't really want to say about that, really, because we had so much expectation beginning of the season on Sar to he's dropped down a level. He's being made the focal point by a true focal point of the team. And yet no matter what we do, no matter how we set up the team around him, he's just not doing it. So at what point do you cut your losses? And try something fresh. Pitch? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he should be benched next game. Uh, I mean, it's not just him, but um, looking at the whole, ga- uh, whole game, uh, first 20 minutes, I thought we'd done all right. Um, okay, they look threatening. I think um, their Akpon, oh, I think he's a really, really good player, especially this season. He was the focal point for them. He's bringing Cameron Archer in, um, causing a lot of problems with his pace. He was very um, good. And I bet, yeah, a lot of, pay- a lot of um, problems there. Uh, Akpon was definitely a man of the match in that game in terms of just the whole game. I think Backman for us was our man of the match. I think he was woefully exposed. I think he'd done a few very, very good saves, was brave when he needed to be as well. Um, but yeah, first 20 minutes, I thought we'd done all right. Uh, as soon as the goal went in, okay, yeah, good, well taken goal to be fair. I mean, it was shockingly poor from our point of view, well taken from a borough point of view, you know, optim- mm. uh, you know, um, taking up the opportunity, op- um, opportunist. Uh, I'm bringing out the big words now, mate, uh, from their point of view. <laughs> second goal was just poor once again as well. A second half, he tried to change it um, to be fair on Billich, brought in brought in a few lads. Uh, Adeyemo uh, coming on. You've got the new new um, signing that I'm like me and Danny are not going to pronounce. He in patches, looked lively. Obviously, we'll get a few more games before we really get a true assessment of um, how well he's going to be faring for us in his short spell. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I think there was um, the thing that really frustrated me was the attitude. Uh, I, like we've said this before, and we've run it's boring because we say that we've said this for seasons after seasons. We just and we said this before we we went on air as well. I just want to see the attitude, you know. Just want to see a bit of commitment. We've seen that in patches in this season. Norwich being an example where we didn't play necessarily brilliant. But we got the job done. We showed attitude. We battled. We tried to won the ball in vital areas and tried to catch him on the counter attack and try and get that goal. And luckily, fortune mm. favours the brave. And obviously, Bio got the goal at Norwich. If I saw that kind of commitment today, then I would back the players all day long for that for that defeat and say, look, okay, Borough. Even today, you know, taking that away, Borough were, you know, Borough were the winners. They deserved it. All that wanted it more than us set up a game plan, fair play to Carrick, deserved. But if I saw that today and we still lost 2-0, I would have said to people, look, okay, we lost, it's disappointing, I'm frustrated, but fair play to the players, they showed the attitude, they worked hard and it was just not our day today. Um, But we can't really say that. It's just really, really poor. And we base it on this. We're basing this on the game. We know, like you've just highlighted, the thirteen players out injured. Um, and I know you'll be talking about this very, very shortly. So I won't um, step on your uh, not step step on your grave, but step step on what we what you'll be saying soon. But it's another player, another player injured now, a new signing, um, which is deeply frustrating considering our right back problems. Uh, I do agree. And Danny said, sorry, mate, I will get you in in a minute, mate, because I'm just having my mini rant. But Danny said that as well, that I think Gaspar, looking at it now, this game probably is not the right one for Gaspar, which is, he's been, he's really impressed me the last few games. But I do think um, we needed to shake it up a bit. Um, I don't agree with, they're entitled to the opinion. I don't agree with the calls for Billich to go. I think it's ridiculous, personally. Um, like I say, everyone's entitled to have an opinion. I think it's purely down to the players' attitude today. Um, I know we've talked a little bit, and you said, you know, obviously, Billich's got to motivate them, but the players are crossing that white line. They should have at least put in a hard working performance. And if the formation didn't work for them, then I would 
put that towards Billich. But um, yeah, you said you said something good, and we've got a couple of people coming on now. But you said a good thing about the um, debate that we've had recently, but about the injuries, mate, and about the fact that Mister Roche's now gone off injured, um, a new signing, which is deeply frustrating. But I'll, I'll pass that to you, mate, so you can divulge in what you were saying before we went um, live. Yeah, so there was something previously we've been putting it really down to the preseason under Edwards because we did have the centre-back injury crisis, which when Billets joined, we were down to two senior centre-backs. Then as that alleviated, we then had obviously had the central midfield crisis that immediately followed that. And given there's been so many muscle injuries, we've generally been saying, oh, it must be down to Edwards' preseason. And I do think there is some merit to that. However, now that for um yeah, Ferreira's hamstring injury now is quite telling because he, he's never had a senior like a major injury of any kind before today. So for a player who's been fairly injury resistant, for him to come in after three full games and then pick up an immediate muscular injury is very telling about the fact it could well be the preparation before and during games. So what I mean by that is during the week, what are we doing with our workloads? What are we doing with monitoring players' levels? Then after that, what are we doing for what you call muscle activation before, like during the players' warm-up, like 60, 45 minutes before the game? What are we doing there? Is there anything fundamentally we're doing different other teams for better or worse? Probably worse if we're getting so many. Because for someone who's been fresh in, so it wouldn't be tainted by this pre-season, by this pre-season we've been saying before. I'm going to pick up a muscular one again, like Semmer, like for like a lot of the others. It tells me now it's more preparation before a game. That it's not it's not just base level fitness. It's the medical team as a whole. Pitch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we've discussed this. I'll throw out some comments before I follow that up, mate. Um, right, okay, so um, we should have sold Saar um, for good money like we did with Dennis. That's from Halsey, evening Halsey. Um, I'll come to the uh, few beers of the week um, thing. I've got a, a special uh, special um, lager or stout that I'll be um, drinking at the moment, so I'll let you know about that in a minute. Um, Dave, evening, mate. This is good evening, gents. Another injured... Another player injured today. Why are so many players getting hamstrings? We'll elaborate on that a little bit further in a second, mate. Thank you very much. Um, players are too selfish. Mateus should have passed that to Davis. I noticed that a lot of the time a player will try and take a shot instead of playing the ball to a teammate. Halsey saying, crap game, need a few pizza of the week that a day earlier. Um, Mr Higgins, evening, mate. He says, uh, yet again, pathetic display. Apologies to, uh, to all the plastics of those who think they are going up. Obviously, we don't agree with TMA with saying plastics, but I know roughly what he's getting at. I said we will finish 10th. I hope I'm right. Billich is the man to drive the team forward. He needs a couple of transfer windows to get this right. Yet another injury in Ferreira. Nothing, ha another hamstring. 11 still out. Billich starting uh, stating that we need to win every game to catch United. Based on that performance, no chance. Sire yet again. On 40,000 a week, does 
Ethel lives uh, off his brace against Liverpool. Stuart, I've said that for ages. I still think, and I think what only a very, very small minority still bang on about it, but I still think he lives off the Liverpool game. I've said that for a couple of seasons now. It's a shame because we, we really get frustrated with players like Saul because he's such a good player and he just does not consistently show it. Um, but I know exactly what you mean, Stuart. But going back on um, Dave's um you know topic again and we obviously you've already said it but um we, we me and you and you've obviously commented on this before dunk and we've said look there could be either one or the other or a combination of both i've gone for a combination of both which is the prep during the week and especially before the game there's obviously something wrong they're either overdoing it or they're not doing it properly i mean what's mm. your take on it i know you said uh, this is a once again another thing that we said before we went live. But what's your what's your um, take on? Is it both? Is it one? It has to be a combination of it. Has to be a holistic view. What are we, it can't just be before the game, as you're saying. It's during the week as well, and that's. I mean, if you remember earlier in the season, we did have. I think it was our head of medical or similar type of role. There was a change there, so they obviously saw something was up because early in the season there was a change there. But obviously, either it needs to be more extensive or the effect of that hasn't kicked in yet. Either way, I'm not sure. But it's really, there's no way you can isolate it down to one element. It's more than, it's a combination of elements all coming together. Because you have so many injuries, you're putting more workload on the remaining players. That means they're more likely to pick up injuries because they're under a more strenuous workload than they should be. And it's a vicious cycle to get out of. We've tried doing that by bringing in new faces such as Kone, Martins, Ferreira, etc., etc., And by also bringing in players like Adeyemo, who you wouldn't expect to call up normally. But it's either a case of you overload must like um, workload-wise the existing players or you bring in new players from one source or another to try and then bring that workload down to a more balanced level. And sometimes, like, it can be easy to hope that sometimes it's just bad luck. Sometimes you do make a sprint and the hamstring can go no matter no matter what you could have done, maybe it'll just go regardless. If you're giving 100%, if you're giving 110% for that particular run, you're really trying, and you just overstretch. No matter what you can do, that can happen, and that can be overlooked. But it's just a sheer quantity of it that makes it much less likely. Mm, yeah, uh, looking at that, yeah, no, there, there, there is a good, there is a good point in there. I, I do think they need to, they need to seriously look at what they're doing wrong here because there's obviously, there's obviously a lot of truth in this. You don't get that many industry injuries um, in a short space of time. Unless you're doing, unless there's something fundamentally wrong. I mean, one or two, like you said, um, with the one today where you're you're going at full pace, you're committing to that run down the wing or to whatever place you get. You're going into yeah. the middle, and you're gonna if you're overstretched slightly, it's obviously gonna go, and you can compensate yeah. for one. And it or really three. looked like that one. It yeah. really looked like that kind yeah. of injury where he wasn't going at a jogging pace. He wasn't going. Um, just for making it like just for running sake, he was trying to go full sprint for the ball, and sometimes, no matter what, that can happen. Mm, exactly. Hi, hi, Woody. Um, 
Mr. Gavin Marnes on. Uh, so evening, mate. Um, yeah, it's, uh, apologies for the joke at the bottom of our screen, but honestly, Backman's our man of the match personally, and I would say um, two games on us and they're only two points behind. Yeah, there's a little bit concerning that. We are fourth in the table, so you're looking at it from a positive spin here. Um, where, like we said on this show, we're going to look for the positives or try and look for positives if um, if we lose and then obviously look for things to improve on us if we bring out a draw or a, uh, a win. And I think, you know, like we're still fourth. Okay, teams have got points um, to catch up with us. They've got games to catch up, I mean. Uh, so we could be, out of, could be out of the playoffs after a couple of games. But look, next game coming up, I believe it's red in a way. It's going to be a very, very tough, tough, tough game. Um, I'll throw up the fixtures in a minute, but we've got the likes of um, Burnley, Sheffield United, West Brom and all these uh, teams coming up. So, look, I was speaking to Dino earlier and I said I wouldn't be surprised if we go to someone like Burnley and beat them 1-0. I know it sounds like I'm not trying to be like people say deluded or saying, look, we've just come off of a really, really crap result at Borough, but this is how stupid this championship is. We can go, we can mm. play crap for three games, go to somewhere like Burnley or Sheffield United and beat them 1-0. It can happen. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm massively clutching the straws here, but... Um, that could possibly happen. Um, Willie's saying, yeah, we are fourth, but the teams around us have games. Look, I'm fully aware, mate. That's what I stated as well. I'm just trying to flip it and look in at a few of the positives. We haven't got many, but I do believe um, there's one or two positives in there. But we need to we need to start winning games. Firstly, showing attitude and commitment. That's the first thing that you do. You work hard, you play well, you win games, you enjoy yourself. And it goes around in circles. It's just the fact that we're so woefully inconsistent, even in results, attitude or commitment. We never get all in one. When we do, you've seen the Luton game, you've seen the Stoke game, and you've seen one or two other games. But we need to be consistently doing it. Um, Robbie Allen, evening Robbie, says mid-table way into February. Halsey, playoffs uh, for this season is the best expectation. Mr Higgins saying we are in a... We are in a transition. Fans need to buck up and realise we are unbalanced. Those who think we are going up, no easy games in this league. Any team could beat any team. Completely agree. Willie said, did not see the game. How many new guys played? Um, at least two or three, mate. Uh, Lee Kosak, the engine of the side. Viz, the midfield, is too power, powder puff. No, not solid and not creative. The midfield, protect the back line and also provide the forward line. There was a serious lack of quality here. Um, Stone Cabbage says, after getting battered in the FA Cup final years ago, the Potters have made the wrong investment pretty much everywhere from medical and training staff to players and coaches. I've looked 110%, mate. I've completely agreed. I said the cock-ups were started from the FA Cup final, mate. So you're preaching to converted here, young man. Um, Robbie Allen says, people blaming Billets, really not his fault. And Stuart sums it up with shit. Um, <laughs> so that's probably one of the best comments. to the point. Straight to the point, Mr. Higgins. No, excellent, mate. Thank you very much, um, as well as everyone. But look, are you blaming Billich for any of this today? Or is it just solely on the players? And I think I said, and I touched on the beginning, I blame Billich for the setup today. He got it wrong by having players who weren't good enough to handle a high-press team, such as Middlesbrough, by playing players who can't, who can't take a ball under pressure and make either an accurate pass or otherwise dribble the way out of it or carry it reliably. Yeah. That is on Billich. 
and that was very preventable with the players he had on the bench. But I don't blame Billich for the hand he's been dealt with, injury-wise, such as going back to the uh, what Lee Kuzak is saying about the engine of the team. Oh, Phelps, leave. Sorry. Leave that. <laughs> yeah, he's attacking just... a cardboard box. Bear with it's me. Like, okay. Just before you right. do that, mate. Halsey, this is what I'm having at the moment. It's Master Brew. Um, I was going to get the old speckle 10, but Master Brew, mate, um, doesn't obviously beat Darren's beer of the week. But it's um, beer of the day for you, mate. So it's not too bad. It's um, old speckle hand, I think, is a bit better. And obviously, you're more of a hobgoblin, man. Um, but it's not too bad. It's only about £2.50. So I can't really grumble. Yeah, go on, mate. Carry on. That's right. And saying, um, so I do blame Billich for his setup today because he set up to fail with having the wrong players there. However, I don't blame him for the fact that we don't look a cohesive side when you've been battling upwards of 15 senior player injuries, we're at 13 at the moment now, including Ferreira. No manager, whether Guardiola, Mourinho, if you brought in a, for whatever theoretical reason, we brought in that level of coach, they wouldn't be able to make a cohesive team out of a team that's changing every single week in core positions. How are you going to build up a cohesive midfield when you're missing most of them for injury? How are you going to build up a set a backline that knows what the other one's going to do if you're having to change it every week? Mm. Exactly, how are you going mate. to? Sorry, bear with me. How are you going on, to mate. build up a front line that can, such as when Ferreira in his debut kept passing it to Martins with the wrong run? You can see they're trying to do the right thing, but the wrong run or misreading it because they haven't played each other long enough to understand what the other's trying to do. Mm. So it's a bit of A, bit of B there. Mm. I do think Bilic could have done a lot better today, but the overall, like the wider view, isn't really his fault in that sense. Mm. Exactly. Um, 100% no. I'd rather have Bilic than Lampard and Gerard, mate. Yep. Um, Neither of them, please. Take Neither of them, that. mate. I mean, look, Lampard took Derby from 6th to 5th and he took um, Everton from 17th to 19th, I think so, um, or 15th to 19th. So, um, OK, Gerard did fantastic at Rangers, but he almost got sacked before COVID. If you read, there's a documentary there and it got cut short and apparently people weren't that impressed with Gerard until he won the league anyway. So, now nah, I'd have 100% have Billich over him any day. A um, few comments, mate. Um, yeah, Halsey saying, looks the business pitch. We'll get some when I'm down in May. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I would try it, mate. Speckled ends a bit. Little bit better, but um, yeah, I'll certainly, I'll certainly ask you to give it a crack. I'll flash these up already, but I'll, I'll shout them out as well. Have we got a lack of leadership on the pitch? It's Dealey left. I'll pose that question to you in a minute, mate. Um, at least the team that we're the uh, top with pride are playing tomorrow. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The women's team 100% commitment, goals, entertainment. Um, we will be flashing up lineups. And the score update as much as I can tomorrow. Um, that's for their game tomorrow. I'll give that a shout out just before we end the show. Um, yeah, we'll come to that question. Dave, thanks for the question anyway, mate. It's a good point, though. Um, what are your views on Sai? Seems uninterested. Uh, Stone Cabbage says, I think most of us agree that Billich is the best manager we've had since Javi. Isco was class, uh, but we had a, a great squad and more depth to work with. No easy fix. That's from Stuart. Uh, but we say we ain't going up. The, but we'll say we ain't going up this season. 
Um, okay, so yeah, with Cusack's point, uh, have we have we got a lack of leadership since Deeney left? Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure, really. I think leadership is a... I do think you'd normally have at least one person who you would call the go-to in a team, usually, and saying they normally come out, they take, they talk to the fans as a direct, if you want to call that link of sorts. But I do think leadership as a whole, you're not looking at one or two players. You're looking for the group generally to hold themselves to the standard and then that one player to, what's the word for it? Try and, not inspire isn't the word, but make sure they are holding to that standard the entire time rather than most of the time. Yeah. I Because if losing a Kong... I understand, if you look on the face of it, if Pollock goes online to Aberdeen, I think he's currently linked with, and then you bring in Porteous, who's got a very different profile to the rest of the centre-backs, not the greatest defender, but as a ball-playing centre-back, very, very good. Nobody else in the team can do that. And if you look at Wesley Hoyt, is it Wesley Hoyt? Hoyt. It? Yeah, Wesley Hoyt, yeah. Spot on. If, you, if you bring him in, you look at the profile, at the age profile, and... Same experience as a Kong, but left-footed, arguably better quality. You can see why we've done that. And I do think leadership is banded about too much in this almost mystical way, in this almost mystical aura where it's one player for everyone. And I don't think that's quite right. I don't think it's wrong, but I don't think it's quite right either. That it's not just one player, it's the entire team from the goalkeeper to the striker in between, all have to have that responsibility to actually show and try, which we didn't see today. No. No, I agree, Matt. There's no real... Um, there's no real commitment um, today. And like I said, we base it on every game. We don't look at it for, you know, the whole season. We base on each game, pick out pick the bones out of it and say what went wrong and what, what we could do better. Um, but I would say, like Woody's saying, that the um, the team that shows the constant commitment is certainly playing tomorrow. Um, that's at 2pm. Um, and the attention's turned to the FA Women's National Cup. Um, the Hornets welcoming MK Dons in the quarterfinal tie for the right to play the winner of Huddersfield Town versus uh, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers in the last four. Um, rigidly scheduled for the 22nd, but the fixture postponed. Uh, this is obviously at Wildstone FC. Now, like I say, it's £5 for adults. Um, concessions are £3. Women's, men's and Wildstone season ticket holders only a pound. So um, tickets still available. That's for tomorrow's game. 2pm kickoff at Wildstone FC for the women. So you can get down there and like Woody says, see a bit more commitment um, from... Uh, players uh, in a Watford shirt, um, then certainly get down tomorrow. But we'd like to say tomorrow, um, TMA Sunday Night Live, obviously we will get the review from Moob Dino and hopefully a bit more uh, in the way of non-league news because obviously last week a lot of them were called off. Um, Mr Higgins says, I'll collect 20, 000, 20K a week for a run out. Um, mate, I'd love to see that really. I really would. Um Right, okay. So, yeah, Dunk, I'll come to that as well, mate. You know, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Kusek says, I didn't see anyone today lambasting others. Deeney would have. Um, 
guys, if you want to see players that love, uh, we're um, we're the top. Get to the game tomorrow. Now, absolutely, mate. Um, have an internet problems. Catch you later. No, Stuart, mate. Thank you ever so much for um, really, really appreciate you coming on and all your points, mate. Um, yeah, definitely. You stay safe, fella. Definitely. Yeah, Dunk. Yeah. Um, like I say, was it a bit of um, transfer rumor? Yeah, we love we love a rumor on here, mate. So, um, what you got? Yeah, bear with me. So. It's a very left winger, actually. One I only saw this morning. So we're interested in the winger Anthony, not the Man United one. One for Morocco from the Primera Liga, which is the equivalent of the Championship, if we can call it that. And it's going to be a looks like it'll be a permanent transfer. I only saw it this morning, and this is courtesy of Luans on Twitter. He's actually done quite a lot of digging up for me here. To give you a quick summary. Very good defensively. We'll press. We'll press quite high up. We'll force issues at their end, and also seems to have quite a good eye for goal here as well. Doesn't do much away of assists, but his underlying numbers are good, and his passing is not very good. All right, dribbler, good shooter, good presser. Don't ask him to pass much. <laughs> so that's the main one I saw today, and. The main thing I really like is if you look at our transfers this season, generally, especially this window, they've been quite young for the most. Even Bayo, who's only 25 when he joined us. You can see Kone, 20. Ferreira, 21. Porteous, 23. Anthony over here is 21. Uh, Martins, 19. Aroha, 21. A lot of our signings, even Chowdhury, 24. It's We've been saying for years our squad is really too old as a, like across the board. And it seems like our rebuild, since Ben Manga and Helena Costa, they've had a really tangible impact on this window, bringing in a very young profile of player, high, like, high potential. They all seem to be what you would want to bring in, which is players who you get on the cheap, they have the potential to develop and have their low risk, high reward, if you want to call it that, if you want to look at it from that brutal sense of view. And I think our squad rebuild, if you want to call it that, is starting now, in essence. Because I don't think in the summer we would have signed Manai, we would have signed Bio, maybe not even Gaspar, for example, if Ben Manga had joined us then and not during November, December ish. But we've been, we're seeing a lot of Spanish-focused signings recently. And that's because of Helena Costa, actually, most likely. And then Ben Manga trusting a judgment and bringing them in based on that. Mm. So for those asking about, are we looking to rebuild? Are we having that rebuild? That rebuild has started now. We're bringing in those younger players now. We're building in those kind of players that you like to see coming in now, but not before. But not, ironically, not in the summer when you think it may make more sense, but mm. anytime's a good time. Yeah, definitely. Someone mentioned um, <laughs> what, what's first in with a Chelsea shirt on, but apparently earlier. Um, yeah, his hamstring's fine, by the way, Robbie. I think Stuart, I think it's just internet problems, not hamstring problems. He he didn't warm up with for the Watford team today, so he should be okay. Um that is the team more for next season than this season to me. Yeah, but by the yeah. way, it looks at it like yeah. like Dunks just said. You know, the team building 
the way we're looking at young, hungry, point-to-proof players that can be developed, that could possibly, if they're good enough, make the step up. We've been crying out for them for ages. So, look, I wouldn't be too concerned if we stayed down this season. We try to build um, with promising young players. Mix it with a bit of experience, but mainly drop the age of the squad down because we've said that for a number of seasons that uh, a lot of the squad is relatively old. So if we can drop that down now, and I think at one stage we're the oldest squad. I mean, you remember Kuka. Well. Mm. You had Kuka. You, I mean, Kafka's 33 coming at 34. Cabasale is the wrong side of 30 now, I think. Kuchka should have stayed, mate. I, re- I don't care. Kuchka should have stayed in the championship, mate. He was mate. good, he but his age profile was not so good. But that's kind no. of the point I'm trying to get at. No, exactly. Whereas we're now trending in the right direction. We're getting into the sort of age profile you want to be at, which is the mid-lower 20s, if you want to call it, or at least mid-20s, where you're less likely to have recurring injuries. You're less likely to have longer times out. So for those wondering about when the squad one we're doing the squad rebuilding, you're looking at it. Pretty much. Pretty much, mate. Right. Okay, boys and girls, like I said before, tomorrow night... 8pm, that is where you choose the topics. We will discuss them. So we'll maybe touch on a few more points that we've done today. That's with myself, the young man, Dino. Sir, um, then, uh, I was about to say Sir Dunk then. He may, may, <laughs> may or may not come on Sunday soon, but it'll be myself, Canadian Darren, the young man, Dino, and we'll get moves on as soon as he can get on uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, TMA Sunday Night Live. Um, yeah, you got anything else to add, mate, just before we go see the show off? But thank you very much as well, Dunk, for um, coming on once again, as always, and sharing your lovely stats. We love them. Yeah, it's just, it's really not fun when we get games like today. We just, I know it's I know it's hard to do because I don't do it myself all the time, but all we can try and do is get behind the team as best we can and just hope for the best. Have a good evening. And you.